as entrepreneurs, we all struggle. I mean, the business we struggle, the personal side we struggle, but we make things happen. And one of the best things we can do is bring together our personal and business side and make sure they're coordinated on a financial basis so that we can achieve all that we want to achieve, make smart decisions about our money. And as entrepreneurs, we're in a unique position that we can make some really big impact. Now, I have one of the top financial advisors in the country who has done that, brought together both the investment banking side, so the corporate side, as well as the wealth management side. And he is an amazing individual. He's one of our coaching clients who is making a huge difference, not only with his clients, but in his community, because he's also a rock concert promoter. So stay tuned. You're going to see a very successful entrepreneur who's going to share some ideas of how you can bring your own personal situation in line. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Patrick Foley, it is great to have you here with the magic of Skype. Thank you for joining us today. Great to be here, John. Well, you know, Patrick, I want to dive in right away. I mean, you know, you heard the opening here, you know, investment banking, uh, wealth manager, and rock concert promoter. Give me a little background here, the audience a little background so they know who you are so we can really help them be more successful. Sure, John. Thanks. I have uh, been a financial planner since 1993, and, and I, I grew up in around the financial industry in the sense that my dad has spent 40 years in in the financial field, and most of his career was actually in the investment banking side of things. So he was advising corporations. I got out of college with a, an accounting degree from Villanova, and I started advising individuals on, on their personal financial affairs and, and eventually went on to get a CFP. Well, somewhere along the line, my dad recruited me to the company that he was working for. And at that time, he was head of investment banking. He, they, they had purchased a firm, boutique investment banking firm that he had been running for a while. He eventually got out of management and the two of us teamed up and we, and we started a, a practice where we advised primarily business owners and, and, and high-level corporate executives. So we sort of meld his expertise on the, the banking and the business side with my expertise on the personal financial side. And, and now we recently added another uh, member to our team named uh, Carlos Amador, who's a young uh, MBA and also passed his CFP exam. And we have an assistant that's with, been with me for a, a decade and my dad for about 30 years, who's absolutely phenomenal by the name of Janet Kelly. Well, and we are based in just outside of Philadelphia. Well, you got a great team, great location, and you're making a difference. And I want to come to it because one of the things, uh, Pat, that's unusual, there's a lot of financial advisors, about 460,000 in the country. But there are very few that have developed like your dad and you where you're able to serve entrepreneurs because really who we're talking to today is entrepreneurs. And one of the things I'd like to do throughout this uh, you know, chance to visit whether you're on the video, watching us on video or on the audio podcast, is to make sure we give some, you know, actionable ideas along the way. Now, one of the, you know, so often, I, I don't know, what is your experience? Do you see most of the entrepreneurs, are they, are they segmenting their experience, their business experience, and running that separate in their personal, or are they sometime, you know, leveraging the two? 
Well, there tends to be a there tends to be a heck of a lot of overlap, just because you know, in my experience, particularly early on when you're building a business, the business is such a taker of time. It, it just you know, you're you're working uh, at the office, but then you're bringing that work home with you. And uh, you know, one of the things that we see is is sometimes there's there's you know things end up having to fall through this, the cracks a little bit, maybe on the personal financial side. Maybe you know, we 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 find a lot of times we'll advise people through the sale of a business, and we'll find that a lot of things have been undone for a long long time that maybe should have should have been done. The will needs to be updated, and the maybe the insurance coverages aren't what they should be. So they're. What I find from entrepreneurs is they're they're just they're hyper focused on the the business itself and 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 it and it can uh, it can be to the detriment of other other areas. Well, and it's and it is so important. I mean, it's you know we we got most of us have families. We've got all the you know responsibilities that we have, and we're focused sure. on the entrepreneurship and and it's easy to neglect the personal side. And and one of the reasons I thought it'd be really good to get together here and is that from a personal standpoint, you know, we know that we want to make smart decisions about our money. We want to have money outside the business so we have that financial freedom. We want to make sure that we have the, uh, t- the ability to mitigate taxes, you know, take care of the errors, make sure our assets are protected, particularly for high profile as entrepreneurs. And then, you know, and to the extent we have some additional money, the charitable side. And, and one of the things that's so powerful, Pat, is that when you have other entities, you know, not only your personal situation, you have a lot of flexibility there of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned earlier the concert promotion and the and the, you know, that that is a charitable endeavor. And what, I'm a big believer in trying to find ways to tie your your business efforts to a charitable effort and then further to something that you really love that's something you're just going to be passionate about that that isn't the business and and that's that's what kind of led us down the road of uh running a uh, a bone marrow drive and a, and a music festival in our town it's called the whip whip pain community festival i'm very involved right now of planning it and, and trying to find our lead act for, for this year's event. Um, and, and we have, last year we found a match for uh, someone on the bone marrow registry, so that was a tremendous outcome. But at the same time, it's something that, you know, we involve our, our business, our firm we work for has a foundation, Baird Foundation, that, that supports the, the efforts of the concert. But if, if you can find ways that are, you're tying sort of business charity and fun together, to me that's, the, you know, that's a tremendous uh, outcome. Outcome. Yeah, no, it is because I mean, one of the things it does in your town, it, it makes, you know, creates the awareness for the firm and what you're doing. And what I always love is when you get to do well by doing well, and exactly, yeah. you're making a difference, you know, in the community, and certainly in that one individual, you know, it may not have lived had you right. not had that happen. Yep. And this is, and then also I, I do know, and uh, we had Pat presented our mastermind group of top financial advisors share some of the pictures of the event. It's a pretty big event. It's not yeah, just a few people for, over. <laughs> we're open for 10,000 people this year. And, and uh, you know, again, when you look at uh, what, you're, what you're trying to achieve from a, from a business perspective, as you know, we're, we're entrepreneurial. Our, our business uh, is entrepreneurial in the sense that we, we need to go out and, and, and find people to be, to be clients and to serve. And our business gets a, a great deal of exposure when we have 10,000 people. And at the same time, uh, the, the flip side of that is 10,000 people is all the more people 
uh, for us to be able to, to tr try to get onto that bone marrow registry. So, you know, the more the merrier, both from a from a from our business uh, perspective and also from the from the charitable end. Well, it is, and and this is, you know, I, I wanted I asked Pat to bring this up uh, when we did the pre-interview because I see this as something as all entrepreneurs, you know. You know, we're we're running really hard, but we want to make a difference in the world. We do it with our services and our products. But it, to the extent that we can just take a little side effort, sometimes we can do even more and help our businesses and the community do well. And it's a you know it's a mental break um, because you know when you're when you're heads down in the business all the time, it, it, it's helpful to be able to, to shift gears for a little bit and do something that's that's a little bit you know a little bit different my, my involvement in the in the concert actually grew out of my involvement with uh, kids sports in our town and that's that's what got me involved with the with the township itself and it, I find it I find it personally refreshing to be able to, to you know take your uh, eye off the ball a little bit from from a business perspective once in a while it's a san it's a sanity break <laughs> yeah no we, we all need those and I know you you know, your whole team you're working on this because you you want to help entrepreneurs really make uh, some differences here. I mean, what are, you know, in some of the unique things that you're doing that you see, you know, not that we're trying to recommend, you know, the Pat and his team to do it. We're, what we're, we want to do is, you know, on this is really share with you what Pat's doing so that you can see the possibilities out there. Pat, what are the, you know, as entrepreneurs come to you, you know, one, we've got to clean house a little bit on the wealth management side to make sure they're doing the smart things they should be doing where beyond just focus on their business. But what about as they're, you know, we're, you're seeing more and more, you know, as the market's picked up, the exit transactions and so on, people are considering this. How do, how do the entrepreneurs who ultimately want to do something like this kind of get prepared with someone like you and other professionals? Well, you know, one of the things that we try to do is take some of the things off of the entrepreneur's plate in terms of the, the personal financial side. You know, we are focused on the markets all day long and, and, and we can keep an eye on, on the portfolio stuff and, and we can keep an eye on, on what's going on in the market and, and provide feedback, provide guidance, but also, you know, let the entrepreneur lean on our expertise a little bit. So maybe they don't have to be so hyper-focused on it. And, and areas like insurance, I mean, you, you really need to have an expert. I mean, we, you know, I have an insurance license, but when we do a review for an entrepreneur or, or, or any investor, we're bringing in people that all they do is insurance and we're having them look at the insurance because it's you, you need to do the deep dive so so we're we're big believers on on leaning on other professionals for their ability and the entrepreneur kind of leans on us for their first their their personal financial uh picture so so that's something that's uh, at least part of that is off their plate yeah what I, I really like what you guys are doing with the personal cfo we have that that as the ceo or the entrepreneur c-level person you know, we've got a CFO in the business, but so often we don't have one in our personal side. And, and, and what a good CFO does is they go ahead and, and really bring together, you know, how you can make smart decisions. You know, what are the things you should consider? And one of the things that you guys do so well is to go ahead and bring these outside experts, you know, the, the insurance one by the, the attorneys, the estate planning types, the accountants and all that. I mean that's invaluable to make sure this is coordinated for somebody who's really busy. Yeah, when what we find more often than not, and, and it, this is this is this is unfortunate, but 
there tends to be sort of silos with, within the advisors or within the, the entrepreneur's life in terms of his various advisors. So he has an, he has an attorney over here, he's got a C, CPA over here, and he's got a, he's got a wealth manager over there and, and an insurance guy. And none of these people are, are talking to each other. And, and what happens is mis mistakes are made. Things slip through the cracks because there's not a sort of cohesive approach to, to, to all these elements. So uh, we have, we have our, uh, you know, a team that, that we work with, what we meet with about quarterly that consists of an attorney, an estate attorney, a CPA, a uh, trust, trust company, um, a private banker. And we, and we meet and we, we review cases and we, and we collaborate. And many times the client will, will work with, with all or, or a good number of these these advisors, but even if they're not working with our particular group, we want to know who the client's working with. We want to know who their CPA is. We want to talk to that CPA. It, it, it's a it's a thing that, that to me makes perfect sense that 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 these people should all talk to each other. But but oddly enough, it doesn't seem to be the norm. Yeah, and and you know you can ask yourself you know all the the viewers and listeners uh, with us today. I mean uh, you know are you doing that? I, I just want to take this as a moment because it's so hard to coordinate things in our busy lives. And what happens is if you can bring together the experts and have them really brainstorm what they would do if it was their family situation, you know, for you, uh, boy, the ideas are flowing and, you know, and this is where a personal CFO can come and kind of list those and help prioritize the recommendations as well as, you know, you can then go through and say, okay, this we want to deal with now. No, that will defer. No, we don't want to do that. And, and Pat, I, I know you guys do that. That's, it's just, that is, I mean, I, what I love is, I mean, I, I went through that same process and uh, one of the ideas saved me $600,000. And so I really like, I'm a big believer in that kind of stuff. Yeah. And ideally the, I mean, the, 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 the best scenario is to have an annual meeting with all your people. So you, you, you get everybody in a room together and you spend an hour and a half so uh, with everybody in the same room and just just reviewing you know each each segment you have each each advisor talk about their you know their area of coverage and and you just things do not slip through the cracks when you when you take an approach like that no it, it is so valuable let me go to one of the first segments here so t tell me what you and your dad and the rest of the team are passionate what are you working on now well First of all, we're passionate about businesses and the formation of businesses and, and entrepreneurship. You know, I, it's funny. I was just talking to my, our, I have two daughters. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old daughter. And I've talked to my wife about this. They don't really teach business in school. They, they don't teach fundamental entrepreneurship in American schools. And, and that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. I, I, think it, I think that there should be more of that. And, and so I've talked to my daughters about, well, you know, maybe what we should do is start some sort of online business. And, and just so I can teach them, this is how a business operates. You know, first, you've got to get some money together. And then you've got you need to identify a market and you need to have a product and all these things. But but, you know, and then on the higher end, I see this done with with, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, big businesses. And, and I love it. I, I think it's there's an enormous amount of creativity in, in, in the world of business. Um, there are very, very creative people, very, very energetic. And I, I think, you know, I, I think it's kind of unfortunate if you look, I feel like our, our politicians often are not our strongest leaders because our strongest leaders are running businesses and uh, they're not crazy enough to, to get into politics. But, but I do think uh, a lot of our best and brightest are, are entrepreneurs. So, you know, we love 
having our hands on the, the, the formation of a business and, and, you know, watching it happen and, and guiding the person who's, who's, uh, who's making it happen. So that's, you know, that, that's probably our, our biggest, uh, you know, our, our biggest, uh, shared passion. And then we like, we like dealing with, with people and we're, and we're, we're picky about who we'll work with. We, 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 we don't want to work with, uh, the people that we don't like. So there's anytime there's a, an engagement, I, you know that's a two that's a two way thing. The, the first thing you do is kind of sit down with someone and and get a sense of you know do we like them? Do they like us? And that's that's one of the most important things that happens uh, you know in est- establishing a relationship. No, it is definitely. I mean, it's it, you know there has to be chemistry with any of the professional advisors. It doesn't have to mean that they want to go out for a drink with you know the advisor or you know I just pick sometimes some it does mean that <laughs> well that well that might develop that's the positive that might right. develop no, but I, no, you're, but absolutely. that's not my sl- I was picking out some new attorneys for some of the things we were doing uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and 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 you know on the checklist there wasn't good drinking buddy but you know if socially that works you know that's great but that's the bonus. What I'm looking for is a chemistry that I can open up and have that conversation. And somebody that you're going to have that conversation. You know, it can't be like the dentist's office. Sorry right. for all the dentists here. But, you know, it's got to be something that you really enjoy doing and taking a moment away from the business to do this. Yeah, and the, the, the first conversations, the, the, you know, what we call the discovery meeting is very personal. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, Essentially, we sketch out the family tree and try to get a sense of, you know, what are your what are your aspirations, what are your fears, and and so it's a it, it is a very personal discussion. So, if you don't have you know a level of connection going on, then then you're probably not going to have as personal a conversation as you should, and and that means that the you know the guidance from there is not going to be as good as it as it could be. Yeah, and if if somebody's just asking you only about investments, you know, that you're meeting with a financial advisor, that's wrong. They've got to understand you. And this is why, like, you know, Pat's doing the discovery meeting, taking a look at where you are, where you want to go, what are the gaps. And and particularly among entrepreneurs, you know, we're in business. You know, a lot of times we make the mistake of thinking we're in business for more business. No, we're in business to support the quality of life for ourselves and our enlightened self-interest, but our families, our communities, everybody that's important to us, including all those clients, all our stakeholders. So this is, you know, you can arrange your financial affairs and certainly your business to maximize that. And that's one of the things I think you guys do extremely well. Thanks. Well, let's go to the next segment. Mm-hmm. Pat, you, you know, you, you're a guy out there using a lot of different tools. Is there, you know, if you take a smartphone and, and uh, is there an app that you would recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? I love the Kindle uh, app. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty basic one. I don't know how specific it is to entrepreneurs, but I'm a voracious reader. And I read, you know, if I get stuck in the line at the bank, I'm reading. If I if I'm in an elevator, I'm reading. Um, so... I just love that Kindle app because my book is with me. You know, literally, it's in my pocket wherever I am, and I'm and I and I manage to fly through books. That way, I try to alternate between books about the business, and and I'll often post on our website uh, book reviews about books that are uh, pertinent to business somehow. But then I'll also you know rotate into something that's uh, you know some thriller or something else again to give give the mind a break from work once in a while. No, and I, 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 I'm with you. I'm uh, Kindle, and I, I've been amazed on, 
I didn't download it initially on my iPhone. I would use it on my Kindle and uh, you know other tablets I have and, and on computer on occasion when I was looking up something. And, and I've got hundreds and hundreds of books on my Kindle <laughs> yeah. now. And I thought, uh, one time my wife took me out and you know shopping and I didn't really, I'm not into the shopping moment and I got to sit down and have a cup of coffee and you can read your Kindle and the book on it. Sometimes yeah. my wife yells at me for reading on it too much. But, <laughs> but you're right. Anywhere you are, you've got a book in your hand. So. Well, let's go to the next segment, which was going to tie to this. So with all those books that you're reading, what, what one would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? Uh, well, you know what? I'm just uh, reading, or, or I'm not reading. I, I'm writing a book review currently that we'll, we'll probably post on the site in a, in a, in a week or so about uh, Abundance uh, by Peter Diamandis, who was uh, a you know, speaker at, at your conference re- recently. And I love that book. It's pertinent to entrepreneurs in a couple of ways. One is that he's a phenomenal entrepreneur and 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 he really kind of talks about the idea of just thinking big i mean beyond big you know no limits approach to entrepreneurialism and he also talks about the the global impact that you can have and the uh sort of the charitable impact that you can have so again kind of tying in positive impact to to business success and finally it's just it's optimistic and and you don't get that very much these days the 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 news is uh it can wear you down and he prevent he presents a pretty compelling uh optimistic viewpoint so it's it's nice to read that uh that kind of a, a an outlook once in a while no i just had the opportunity to interview him as well uh pat for the podcast and uh peter has turned out to be a very good friend and i, I love his book i mean i met him through yeah. the book and it is a, you know, if you need to have a little pick-me-up, you know, on business. And it, I, I think the subtitle is The Future is Better Than You Think. And, right, yep. And it's so you watch, uh, matter of fact, I'm in one of Peter's mastermind groups now, and we get together, and uh, he just sent a piece uh, the other day on that, uh, I forgot what he called it, uh, CNN, but I won't pick on CNN, it's all news that it's just, you know, it's selling us bad news. And it's so easy to get caught up in that. As right. entrepreneurs, we need to see, you know, where are the opportunities? And, and this book really does a great job of it. Yeah, there's always opportunity. I mean, the, the, you look at the history of, it, all you have to do is look at the, the, the chart of the stock market, really. And, and you'll see that no matter what happened, there was always, you know, there was, there was some pretty horrible uh, periods there, the you know the Great Depression and many many wars and so on and so forth. But that you know that stock market line, which represents uh, the, the the business health of America to some degree, you know it climbs and it climbs and it climbs. There's always something. There's always opportunity out there, no matter no matter what you know negative is going on at the same time. Well, I always I always love the line that it, the stock market climbs a wall of worry. And, right. Right. Uh, well, listen, we we have just in the past since 2009. You want to talk about climbing a wall of worry? We the, the stock market has astonished, uh, I think, almost everyone with with the the, the how rapid it, it climbed in the in the wake of the uh, 2008 meltdown, and and that I would just I would you know you can argue whether that that a lot of that might have been you know manipulation by the Fed or whatever other causes there may have been. 
the reality is that that was an example of, of climbing a wall of worry because there's certainly a lot of worry out there and 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 yet the, the you know the market was shockingly strong during that period well and the thing that i think this speaks for to all entrepreneurs is that you know capital markets work and and it doesn't mean that it's going to be linear going straight up you know type thing but you know, all of us as entrepreneurs in our enlightened self-interest are creating wealth. Okay, right. some will do it better than others. And the capital markets uh, is just a great way of participating. And, you know, we've, we've done, and, you know, Pat and I, you, you, we've talked about the, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and some of the studies. I mean, we did one just recently, uh, and it's a, we found with entrepreneurs, uh, for people with a million to five million of financial assets, one out of three has an entrepreneurial, operating entrepreneurial interest. I mean, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Five to 25 million, it's, it's now up to three out of four. And then over 25 million financial assets, it's nine out of 10. And yeah. this is how you create wealth, is you, you, you go out and make things happen. Absolutely, that's, that is where the wealth is created. And it, it, when, when you do get pessimistic and when you do look at the, the global economic picture and, and all of the struggles, what overcomes that inevitably is entrepreneurism. It, it, it is that, that, that growth and dy dyna dynamic growth of, of businesses um, in, in the capitalist system that, that tends to kind of bat down all the, um, the problems that, that pop up because there's, you know, there's always problems popping up. Yeah, and, and, and we don't know what the next ones will be, but they will right. be there. They'll show up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next segment. Pat, here's one of my favorite questions is, you know, knowing what you know now, you know, I mean, you're passionate about entrepreneurship. I am too. We want to help our fellow entrepreneurs, our like-minded entrepreneurs. What would be the one insight through your experience that you'd like to share with them that would help them be even more successful? I, you know, one, one of the things that we see is there's a little bit of, of, of a lack of, of, of downrange planning um, on uh, business exits. Um, and, you know, I, I gave that presentation for, for the virtual summit recently on this theme, which is that you, you want to look at your business almost, almost from the minute that you form it uh, as, as if it were for sale. And, and the reason is, first of all, it very likely will be for sale. I mean, if you have a successful business, most people are are looking to have an exit at some point. Or the other the other possibility is, of course, that you you keep it in the family, and and that's a that's a whole topic unto itself. But but most people are going to look to realize the value of their business through a uh, an IPO or 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 a sale. More often more often a sale, and you need to plan for that in advance. But the other uh, the other thing is, if you're thinking about the business like it's for sale. You're 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 running the business a little bit better, and I'll, I'll make an analogy. It's it, uh, if you're, I, I know people are trying to sell their homes. My parents uh, parents are trying to sell their homes or home right now, and and when you're trying to sell your house, it it never looks better, right? You've got you know you've got fresh paint on it, you've got it all you know cleaned up, and 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 you're you know you're keeping it spick and span, and and it's the same kind of thing with a business. If you're if you're planning to sell that. 
you're you're paying attention to a lot of things that make it a better business, and it's and you're you end up the business itself is is better off for it. So I I would you know my piece of advice would be to to always treat your business like it's for sale, even if it's if it's not. Well, and I, I I'm going to go personal for a second. I had uh, a business a couple of businesses ago that we were you know at a fast growth. We were growing at seventy percent. It was really creating a lot of value. Our thought was we were going to sell it for a number of years. And then all of a sudden somebody showed up that it was the right offer at the right time. And I probably would have kept the business, but I had two other partners and uh, didn't have control. And so uh, we you know, got a very good price and it was a great liquidity event and so on. But had we known that we were going to be at that point, there would definitely be a few things we would have put in place earlier. Sure. We kind of deferred that. So, I mean, I think that's extremely good advice. Let me go to the last section here. Resources. Pat, what, what do you have on your website? You mentioned a couple of things. Let's, let me pull up the website. And what's, what's available now? Uh, there's a video on there. In fact, the, the, the presentation I was just referring to uh, is, is on there on, on the front page. There's a white paper on there that I wrote on the subject of business exit planning. We've got a, a kind of a news and insights page where we've written market commentary and uh, book reviews and, and kind of random musings, uh, if you will. And uh, Carlos, uh, my, my partner, uh, is currently writing a uh, white paper on the subject of tax incentives in, in Puerto Rico. He's, he's originally from Puerto Rico, and, and they've got some very impressive tax incentives for investors and for business owners. So he's, he's working on something uh, on that subject, which will be up there probably sometime in the next month or so. Any, anybody can go in there actually and shoot us an email, and we'll add you to a, a email that we send out every Monday where we have some market, market commentary from our chief investment strategists and then these other sort of random thoughts and, and uh, information that we put out periodically. And you can go, uh, it's bairdfinancialadvisor.com slash the fo uh, Foley, F-O-L-E-Y group. Right, or, or just foleywealthmanagement.com will, uh, will also take you there. And then also I found it by just going Pat Foley Baird and it showed up right away too. There so you go. The magic of Google. <laughs> exactly. So great website, some great content. Let me kind of summarize it here in this segment. Okay, here are the key takeaways, and th these are important ones. And I want to just, you know, I, many of you know I, my background is in the financial services. I've been in it forever, and I, I just see so often so many entrepreneurs make costly mistakes that they don't need to. And I'm going to go over the three that uh, really Pat pointed out, and there should be key takeaways for you to be thinking about. Number one is coordinate business and personal. I mean, it's you know, when we're fully engaged as an entrepreneur, everything is business. Well, there's a lot of different structuring you can do, and particularly doing it early can create tremendous value for yourself, your family, the community, whatever you care about. Uh, but you need to do it early, and, and it's important to do that. Second is think of any financial advisor you're working with should be a personal chief financial officer. Much like in your business, you've got somebody running the CFO functions. Typically, if you're a CEO, you're not a detailed financial guy. You're a detailed business, you're a leading, you're inspiring the group, but you need 
someone in business that's going to track the numbers, make sure that we're on track, that we're hitting our goals, and, and where we're not, where are the exceptions, and so on. And then what are the recommendations of how we get back on track? Well, that's the same with a personal CFO. Uh, they're doing that same thing, but on the personal side, and even more important would be the third point, the, right, you know, the great personal CFOs, they have an expert team. In today's world, there's no one that knows everything about finance. But by bringing together the right people, you can make a huge difference. And that is so important. Pat, I want to thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with the entrepreneurs what you're doing and, more importantly, what they could be doing. Thanks a lot, John. Always good to talk to you. Now, and I want to you know, encourage everyone out there. You know, none of this counts watching or listening to this unless you take action. Your current clients and your future clients they're all counting on your business, but your family, your community, they're counting on you to make smart decisions about your personal financial affairs. Let's go out and make it all happen. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.